With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to A to D Sports Powered, as always, by the Benham Gym app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are Nationals On Demand Sports Talk Network, going live weekday mornings at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also, hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. We go live uh, every week uh, and throughout the days. Well, a lot of content with Sam this afternoon, Buck Rising, fresh back from Miami tonight. But we got to thank all of our sponsors because they make the show happen for us and they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai and WilsonCountyHyundai.com to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, protecting your information online uh, and get a two week free trial with our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid state, Columbia, Murfreesboro, and in Franklin, online at KrebsKubota.com. 28-27. That's the final score on Monday Night Football. The Titans victorious over the Dolphins in the biggest underdog straight-out win of the NFL season so far this year. 14-point underdogs, Zach, and the Titans' big winners. And we showed this graphic yesterday, right? There was a 14.2% chance the Titans were going to win last night going into the game, according to ESPN's matchup predictor. And I don't know what that matchup predictor or live stats were saying when the Titans had back-to-back turnovers that gave the Dolphins first and goal situations in the red zone to then all of a sudden blink and you go from 13-13 to 27-13 uh, to 13 down. But then you come back and win that game. Unbelievable performance. Will Levis's first 300-yard passing game. Derrick Henry scores two touchdowns on the ground. DeAndre Hopkins has a big day over 120 receiving. And the Titans defense has five big sacks on Tua Tungabailoa. Three from Harold Landry, including the game winner on fourth down uh, and the Dolphins' last chance. And here's head coach Mike Vrabel after that win last night in Miami. Coaching, I'm watching players improve and watching players be happy uh, and share and, and success is what coaching is about. It's about you know, getting players to develop and improve and inspire them to go out and get better each week and compete against a really good football team. And you know, There's a lot of guys out there that people aren't real familiar with. And, uh, that's, that's the facts of it. But they'll, they'll, they'll fight, they'll compete. And that's why I love them. Will. Mike Vrabel, that's why I love him. Uh, Titans had two awful turnovers. Eric Gare muffs another punt. The Titans cannot figure out how to find a consistent punt returner to save their life. Will Levis throws a bad pitch to Derrick Henry's back shoulder. Uh, the next drive, the next offensive snap, and all of a sudden the Dolphins have that 27 to 13 lead, but 
Will Levis puts him on his back and goes down there, and they make plays all over the field. The Titans' defense, impressive as it gets. Not I, I didn't even mention the pick six that Will Levis threw on a screen to a D lineman uh, on like the five yard line uh, early in that game to go down seven nothing. The, the to- Dolphins' offense did not have a touchdown drive over what ten yards <laughs> the entire night. Yeah, and you know, obviously Tyreek Hill's injury early on impacted that and the way their offense was. And I saw in the chat somebody saying that uh, McDaniel got uh, basically opened up to figure out once they don't have their best player, who Tyreek Hill is an unbelievable, I mean, he is dynamic. We all know what he is. But when you don't have that, when Braxton Berrios is running his motion plays, it, it hits a little different. I think you saw that. And it was a bad performance by the Miami Dolphins offensively when they were first in offense, like first in pass, second in rush, uh, first in points. Like I mean, they, they were one or two in all of those offensive categories. And the Titans do what the Titans do under Mike Vrabel. They keep hanging around, hanging around. They, they, they down 14 points is not necessarily hanging around, but then they – they got it to six. They were hanging around. Then they got the ball back after three and out. They're hanging around. This was a Mike Vrabel type win. We we even talked about this, Austin. I think I'm, I'm not patting myself on the back because it's pretty obvious. If the Titans are going to win a game, it's going to be against the Miami Dolphins on Monday night because that's what Vrabel does. Underdog, all of the storylines stack up. Don't think that the Tennessee Titans can win the game. And then what do they do? They go and shock the world on national television where two really good games, right? I mean, you had, you got Packers giants on one screen. You got Titans dolphins. The giants game ends in a victory for DeVito. And then all of a sudden, all the attention starts to shift towards, Whoa, what do you know? The Titans are, are winning. The Titans are in this game. Can they get a stop? They do. So Mike Vrabel is known for taking that underdog mentality, honing it on the field, and turning it into a W, and they did it last night. Yeah, and uh, Sam and Jack did a great job on the post-game show. I stayed up almost till midnight when they finished that post-game show, and we always do the one word in those post-game shows for that initial reaction, one word to describe the Titans' win or loss. And my one word, miracle, right? That's I mean, that's what last night felt like on a morning that we spent the majority of our show discussing the passing and honoring of the Titans legend, Frank Wycheck from the weekend, who was one of the key players in the music city miracle to set this Titans fan base up to, for with passion uh, 23 years ago, almost 24 years ago, almost uh, passing away unexpectedly and tragically over the weekend. You go down to Miami, you're a 14 point dog. You find yourself tied in the fourth quarter, 13, 13, and disaster strikes, two awful turnovers, easy Dolphins touchdowns, and you're down 14 nothing. And so, you know, miracle immediately came to my mind because that's what it was. I mean, we've got the stat right here, and ESPN showed it that previously, since 2016, teams were 0 in 767 when trailing by 14 points with under three minutes to play. And the Titans are the only team to come back and win of the five teams in NFL history that have done that. They're the only team that have done that without needing overtime. 
So there was a lot of stuff there, but miracles act popped into my mind pretty much right after Harold Landry wrapped up Tua on that fifth sack of the night, third for Harold uh, to end the, the Dolphins' chance to come back. Well, coaching came into play because you're down, you score a touchdown, you go for two. You Like the analytics, I think this is something where 15 years ago, a team's in that situation, they don't go for two. That's a new thing that we're starting to see more and more is if you're down 14 points, you score, you go for two, you get it. Now, the outcome is what the outcome ended up being last night. You don't get it. You still have an opportunity to tie on a two-point conversion. That's because of the rule change, right? The extra point is back further, right? So you got to make different decisions. But that was good coaching. Here's my one word, Austin, because it's – I'm going to – you went kind of all-encompassing, and I I liked how you kind of pulled in Frank in that. I'm going to go literal because my one word is sideline. The Titans getting to the sideline and being able to stop the clock I thought helped them out tremendously. It didn't panic a young quarterback. It let them run their offense. It saved their timeouts. And at the end, it forced Miami to use their timeouts. So when they got the ball back, they, hey, what are they going to do? At the end, the clock's ticking, 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 ticking. The clock essentially ran out on them because they were on their side of the 50 the Dolphins side of the 50, scrambling on a fourth down. Let's say they make that, Austin. They still got to scramble to try to get in a field goal range. That was well well executed by Will Levis in the offense, Tajay Spears and DeAndre Hopkins, to get to the sideline. I felt like that was good clock management. A lot of people were like, oh, well, there's a lot of time left. I was flipping back and forth from the Manning cast to the actual broadcast because – you know, Dan Orlovsky is exhausting at times. Not Lewis as exhausting as worse. But, uh, and maybe that's a shade for later on. But you, I was going back and forth, and the Mannings were like, look, there's a lot of time. Will Levis, he, he's a young boy. <laughs> he is a young kid. He gets excited, and he gets sometimes too excited. And the Mannings were like, Whoa, whoa there, fella. There's a lot of time left to go on clock because both Mannings have been in that situation where they've scored, there's two minutes left, and they've come back and lost, and they're like, hey, you can get the ball back, right? So, But the sideline, I felt like for the Titans' offense and what it represents, I thought that was down 14 points. They were able to utilize that very well. Yeah, let's hear from the Titans rookie quarterback, Will Levis, who was not describing what his biceps looked like last night after. Jack, Jack. No, that, was, that was awesome. Um, you know, I had to keep my composure there a little bit, make sure we finished the job. But I trust in our defense they're going to get the job done just like they did all night. I mean, they, they won us that game tonight, and they shut down a really potent offense. And if it wasn't for those couple turnovers there in the red zone, um, you know, it would have been even more impressive. So. Props to them, uh, and then obviously we were able to get the job done with uh, our operational efficiency on those two two-minute drives. So I'm just pumped all around. What's what? I mean, Jacks pumped all around, still wearing his jersey and pads. Hadn't done like that's how you're talking about you being young and excited. You know, there's the ten-minute cool-off period, and then Vrabel goes and does the presser. Then Levis does it afterwards, but he's just so damn excited, celebrating. He's out there still in his jersey. 
Uh, and, well, and I, I, about I'll be too. honest. He was asked to do so many interviews that he's not used to doing, and he's probably oh, yeah. long-winded because he's excited. Very well spoken in his post-game interview. I, I thought these are the type of things where you watch a lot of football, like we do, and a lot of people in the chat. You start to see a maturation process of a young quarterback. Did he make some mistakes? He absolutely did. Right, some decisions that he needs to go back and look at. DeAndre Hopkins in his post-game interview trying to hold him accountable. They're going to go back and work on that stuff. But I think you look at, at, at a guy like Will Levis in a performance like last night, and you take away from some of the throws that he made, the leadership, the will to win, the, 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 in the pocket, when you're sitting there and you got guys bearing down on you and you still make the correct throw, those mm. are the things, in my opinion, and then you get the win, override some of the rookie mistakes that cj stroud is going to make bryce young has obviously uh, made quite a bit of those and will levis on prime time with a lot of people watching i think showed the leadership and that will to win for a young quarterback that had played a lot of nfl football yeah titans fans got to be excited about the future of number eight just as much as he is excited about flexing those, that vein, man, you know, he, you know, like old men vein, like jacked older guys at like 50, that's going to be Will Levis in like 20, what are going to be 74? I don't even know what year it will be, but he'll still have that vein in his bicep, you know? Oh man. I feel like everybody who was watching the Titans for maybe one of the first times this season with Will Levis saw him when he was doing the, after the, the touchdown, like, flexing at Vrabel, everybody's going like, like, is that's Will Levis? <laughs> like, people are like, dude, like, who? What? Like, damn, I didn't see the quarterback look like that in a while. So, uh, Zach, let's go ahead and get to this question here. What was the turning point moment in the Titans' historic comeback win over the Dolphins? It was absolutely historic. Uh, we know that. So what was the turning point moment in the Titans' historic win over the Dolphins uh, coming back from down 14 points with under three minutes to go and winning that game. There's a lot of options to pick from. So we'll get to the chat here in a second. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan in 2022. I'm going to roll that back over into 2023 and now into 2024. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. If you live in Tennessee, this is where to get your health plan. I got mine for me and my family. You can get yours for you and yours. Health, dental, and vision. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. They've been in business for over 75 years and they can be trusted. They're trusted by A to Z Sports. They're trusted by the Tennessee Titans. You see Farm Bureau Health Plans quite a bit because they're secure. They're reliable. They're all the things that you want in your health plan. Check them out today. You get a health quote after you're getting a health assessment. After you get your quote, then you make the decision. There's no pressure. I got my quote and I realized, hey, this is the right plan for me. It can be the right plan for you. Visit Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And with BetMGM, you can always win big with bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports. I also have a new trend that I might start following when it comes to uh, the Titans on BetMGM that I hit on last night and have discovered maybe a, a hidden gem uh, with the Tennessee Titans this season. But you could also win by using the NBA's bet insurance token where you can 
uh, get a bet insurance token with every NBA with any NBA game, and you get up to $25 back in bonus bets if you miss out on that bet with the NBA bet insurance token. So check that out whenever you sign up and log in to your bet MGM app. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, eligible requirements. First online rule money wager only. Or receive your novel, novel, novel bonus best. Bonus best expires seven days. And for problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Uh, so, uh, Zach, uh, what was the turning point moment in the Titans' historic win over the Dolphins last night on Monday Night Football? Here's the stat that is going to be all around NFL media today. Previously, 0767 teams uh, in, in the NFL down 14 with under three minutes to play since 2016. And the Titans, the only team in NFL history to come back and win in this scenario in regulation without needing overtime. So, what was the turning point in the comeback? Zach, I'll send you the chat on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We've also got super chats to get to. Uh, but what are the people saying this morning? Xavier says that throw to DeAndre Hopkins on the last drive, the D-hop throw uh, to get to the 20, Tyreek going out early right there on YouTube. Mm. Steven says the refs third down stop to even give Levis a shot from Justin. Levis and Spears are the future. The turning point was the two-point conversion coming in from Matt. Middle screen to Spears late in the fourth. So look, I, there's a... A, a lot of different comments, which you like, because there could be a lot of different turning points. The Spears screen turning point was the blocked field goal to prevent them from getting points and maybe some momentum yeah. on the blocked field goal. And I'm glad Duran brought this up. Autry got through on the extra point, yep. the first touchdown, yep. and didn't block it. I thought he was actually going to block it. He took the same approach and actually got through and blocked it. So a big turning point right there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, bucking Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey didn't have that great of a game. Uh, I felt like no. at times he made the wrong decision and Will Levis made the right one and that cost Ramsey. D-Hop yeah. for sure. Go I was going to say Will Levis turned Jalen Ramsey into a folding table uh, on that run in the first half when he looked bent over Jalen Ramsey trying to tackle Will Levis with his nameplate on the back of his jersey and then gets up talking trash like you would expect Jalen Ramsey to do when he got bulldozed by a rookie quarterback. Yeah, catching those uh, punt returns were infuriating. We'll talk about uh, a little bit about that later on in the show. Uh so a lot of different turning points. Talking about the blocked field goal injury to Hill really changed the dynamic. I think the chat has all got it correct, right? Because I think you can turn to a lot of different moments. Austin, what was the moment for you that you felt was the turning point in this Titans victory that ended up you know, them winning on Monday night? Look, so there's a lot of chronological moments, right? Like I think the, the strip sack, early kind of got, you know, evened out by the pick six later on with the Tyree kill injury on a, on a play where Sean Murphy bunting, you know, didn't, I thought that was a good moment between Hill and bunting because Sean Murphy bunting had a horse collar that didn't get called on Tyree kill that hurt his ankle later in the game. Sean Murphy bunting got hurt on a Tyree kill catch, but they kind of like dapped each other up and like made sure everybody was okay after that. So I thought there was a good moment there. And so one moment that I think is going to go very unexpected or under-discussed completely 
is the fact that the Tennessee Titans got to save a timeout because of the declined holding penalty on the Dolphins on that third and six that they got the three and out stop after going down 27 to 21. The Titans had three timeouts. They stopped Mostert on a run for three yards. They stopped Mostert on a run for one yard. Tua scrambles for four yards. Arden Key gets him. There was a hold on Eichenberg, the backup center who came in. And so instead of the Titans having to use their third and final timeout right there, they got to save it. They got to save that, get the football back with one timeout and the two-minute warning to be able to operate to go get a touchdown to win the game. And so I I looked at that and I was like, oh, there's a, there was a moment where I said, the football gods are going to give the Titans a chance. And that was it. And I thought it was really impressive the way the Titans defense got stops. But that hold on Eichenberg to save the timeout allowed the Titans to have more flexibility on that game-winning drive to where they didn't have to force-feed it to the sideline. Uh, and they made big plays down the field too. But I thought that was really impactful. Well, I, That definitely goes under the radar of time, right? I said sidelines earlier. Yeah. Time is very valuable to a young offense and a young quarterback, right? Because – the game's already sped up. This is only, you know, he's only played a handful of games in the NFL. Now it's on Monday night. The pressure is even more. You're trying to lead a comeback. And now you got to work with the clock. They'd already had over the last several weeks getting in and out of the huddle, which I feel like they've somewhat corrected and they got into a groove there. But I, I, I agree with the chat. I think the singular, go ahead. No, I was just saying that timeout, because you're right. That was just Will Levis' seventh game in his NFL career. I feel like having that timeout in your back pocket is an extra level of like, hey, we're good. We got a timeout. It's just a calming mechanism of you're down six. You made the big two-point conversion. But, hey, we still have a timeout. We're good. Let's go out there and make the right plays and get down the field to win this game. I, that's right. I thought it, it really was a calming mechanism overall. So I'm going to go with time, but I'm going to go with a singular play because – if this same play would have happened in Pittsburgh on Thursday night, I think the Titans win the game. And that is the unbelievable patience and throw for 36 yards from Will Levis to DeAndre Hopkins that takes the Titans from the Tennessee 36 to the Dolphins 28. There you go. That's a lot of yardage with very little time off the clock and no timeouts expended. That yeah. if that could have happened in Pittsburgh, where the Titans could have settled in and had in the Pittsburgh on the Pittsburgh 28, now I think Will Levis is able to make some of those throws, be more patient. Maybe he makes a better throw to Tajay Spears. Maybe Tajay Spears turns around. But because of that singular play, you asked me what's the turning point, you go from the Tennessee 36 to the Dolphin 28. That's it. Zach. That that doesn't that doesn't happen. We haven't seen that in a Titans offense no. that quick and that efficient and money ball, right? In stride, get out of bounds, trajectory, great. 
essentially deep cross to set the Titans up to calm everybody down and then go back. And now you can kind of run more of your offense because they ran clock after that and ended up, they ran the ball with Derrick well, Henry into the end that's, zone. That's the crazy thing is because I, I talk about the timeouts. Like, no, you're spot on. Like, I don't think there's a wrong answer. <laughs> when asking the question, what was the biggest turning point? There is no wrong answer because there's a bunch of them. The fact that Tajay Spears catch and fumble went out of bounds, big. The fact that Tua sucked in the red zone all night long was also massive, and the Titans defense got stops there. But you bring up that that DeAndre Hopkins play. What about the next play? The Titans moved 52 yards in 14 seconds in two plays. The 36-yarder to Diop, then the 16-yarder right after that to Chig. Two-minute warning, you're at the 13-yard line. And because the Dolphins lost the challenge on that Tajay catch and fumble, they had already had a timeout expended uh, because they wanted to avoid a delay game in the second half. The Dolphins had one timeout. It's a two-minute warning. You're on the 13-yard line. You got to score, but you run to Tajay. They call timeout. Now they have zero. Then you control everything. And it was perfectly executed by the Titans' offense, defense, coaching, everything. What about the play after that where the refs confer and they they're trying they're they're trying to do, do another false start on Raidens, I feel like, right? right? Oh, but gosh. they came together and they said that that was on the Dolphins. I thought that was huge because huge. now you're in passing situation instead of running situation. You could even argue that that was the turning point when they overcalled, I guess too much movement. I guess they don't watch the Georgia uh, Georgia Bulldogs play defense because th those guys move every single like pre-snap that you possibly mm -hmm. can. I I'll be honest, of all the football I played, I didn't realize that that was a a, a It wasn't it wasn't the shifting, it's the way it's one of the guys on that D-line did something to mimic the delay game is like a mimic of a, of yeah, the, but, uh, but they didn't show it, so that's why I, I yeah. th that's on the broadcast. They did yeah. not show the reason behind why they overturned the call and called it on Miami because no, right. Austin that takes the Titans instead of on the six yard line. The six they, they yard would, they line. They would have been they would have been second and second down on the six, second and four from the six. And then the, the penalty would have gone back to second and nine at the 11. But instead, it went half the distance to the three-yard line. The 11-yard line is a passing yard line, especially in the situation. Yes. And the, the Dolphins play a different defense. So yep. that drive, there's so many things that occurred on every single solitary play leading up to the Derrick Henry touchdown and the go-ahead touchdown mm -hmm. that – but it it all fall, fell into place for for the Titans to to take the lead, and then let's give the defense the credit that they deserve. There's a lot of time left on the clock for the most potent offense in America, and they shut them down. Yeah, I, I just want to say this before because we got a lot of comments to get to uh, that I want to talk about uh, and play for you guys. There's super chats, there's everything, but I'm going to say this: if Tua is involved in any further MVP conversations. That is a disrespectful conversation to have for everybody else that deserves to be in the MVP conversation. Tua is fairly average. Tua is early Jared Goff to Sean McVay. Tua currently is a puppet of a quarterback. 
He's doing what Mike McDaniel does for him. And without Tyreek Hill, he is mediocre. He's not that good. The Titans didn't have Jeffrey Simmons. They punked his ass several times. They confused that guy. They didn't have, they didn't have, they had Trey Avery, Eric Guerra, Roger McCreary, and sometimes Sean Murphy Bunting, sometimes not. They got a guy out there, that, Kylan Wallace, who's out there playing safety. Like, they're confusing Tua last night. Tua, not not impressed. Not impressed. Not not that guy to me. That I had to say that today. Uh, you, you bring up the Jared Goff. Do you think Jared Goff, have you changed your tune on Jared Goff? Jared Goff has developed, yes. but Because yeah, you thought he was, he was with- a busto, that he was going to be awful. I, Tua, I, I agree with the analogy of what the perception of Tua is. Tua is only as good as his surrounding pieces. He's had some ups and downs, right? Last year with the concussion, that doesn't help him. They lost seven straight games and won seven games and didn't make the playoffs. That didn't help. They were tanking for him. They got him. And now you're in a situation where they've been able to build around him. They've built around Tua, whether you like it or not. He's got to take that next step in the playoffs this year. So one game, Austin, I don't think that you said a lot of negative things, which are fine, but he will be defined by this year's postseason. They're going to make the playoffs. And if he has a really good game or leads them to a AFC championship game, hell, wins a game because the Dolphins hadn't done that in 20 years, then I think you change your tune. You're, you're It's just like Dak. Yeah, it's just like, like all of the quarterbacks. No, look, right now, Tua is not and doesn't need to sniff any MVP on. But you were fact, wrong he, about Jared Goff. He no, I was, developed over time. No, I, again, like, I, yes, players develop. Like, just because I said something at well, that you know, time. You said that, about, you said that about Jared Goff even after he was at the Super Bowl, even after he was traded, and he, he always had the numbers to to honestly defuse no, your argument. No, no, Zach, I don't want to get off on this tangent, but I, I want to make my, my point clearly so you can understand where I'm coming from. When Jared Goff was with Sean McVay, he was Sean McVay's puppet. They were talking in the headset. They had to implement a new rule. Oh, 15 seconds in the play clock is when the headset shuts off because Sean McVay is telling him what to do. He was a puppet. Now he has developed into a better quarterback. And I don't know if the Sean McVay puppeteering was holding his development back because he was just enabling him and doing it for him. You know, it's the, the parent that helicopters and doesn't let the kid figure it the hell out themselves. So they don't know how to do it when they're an adult. That's what Jared Goff was with Sean McVay. He's better now. Tua is not that guy to me because I didn't th- I was not impressed whatsoever. He makes some nice throws. He's got There's one game. Have you, have, yeah, you need I've, to watch I've, more Dolphins games, though. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah, but you, when, you, know, hey, you, you need to watch more Dolphins games. Go watch the Commanders game last week. Or, I, I mean, there are plenty of examples. Yeah, name, name it. I want to see Tua against a team that's won. Against Because that's the knock on the Dolphins, right? They can't beat a team with a winning record, right? So you name, okay. Well, I'll watch two against the Commanders. Yeah. A great, great tape there. Great resume to whoop up on the Commanders. I don't give a damn about that. He, he does he, make really, he makes okay. really good throws. Yeah, no, he, I didn't he, say he has he really good players. I just, I, I think you're, is, you're taking a small sample size and you're just like well, hammering I, home an opinion. Well, where you haven't yeah, really I, watched enough of them this year. Okay, but my, I do know this. Tua and the Dolphins can't beat uh, teams with winning records, and you just said that Tua's going to be defined by what he does in the postseason. Well, postseason like teams have winning quarterbacks. records. Right, postseason teams have winning records. But what so I'm saying, we'll don't define them by a Monday night performance. Uh, without Tyreek Hill, he was exposed. He was lost. 
and he was in his home stadium against a defense that has some no-name players. Now, was, now you're now you're look at him. Go watch. Did you watch the game? He was not very good. He was awful. He choked. It's one ga- I, that's what I'm saying. It's one game, but you haven't you haven't watched him all season. You're just taking one example. Yes, he had a bad game. I'm not defending to his game last night. He was not good. I he didn't make the right reads. He got sacked. He was scrambling around. He slipped and fell multiple times. All that. But you hadn't watched Tua for the like. There's a reason why they're the most prolific offense to date. Yeah, they've yeah. played bad teams, but they've taken advantage of those. And they've sure. done that with Jalen Waddle. They've done that with Tyreek Hill. They've ran the football. Like you just hadn't watched the Dolphins. That's my point. Uh, okay. Regardless. Uh, so I, I, I wanted to say that, but let's get to some super chats and a lot of comments from you guys. Tons of Titans discussion uh, to have this morning here live on the show. Uh, so more of your comments getting back off. We're done talking to We'll talk Titans now. Uh, but first I want to tell you guys about Aura. Uh, our sponsor Aura can keep your uh, information safe and protected online. They've been doing that with me and several people with A to Z sports over the last several months. You sign up with Aura and you use our code ATOZ sports. And you get a two-week free trial. That's two free weeks. Aura found 30 data brokers that had my information and were selling it to others to profit off of my information. And they got rid of those 30 data brokers in five or six days. Well, you guys get a two-week free trial. Once you take care of the data brokers, you manage your passwords and protect those. So if your password gets leaked in a data breach, they identify that and let you know credit identity theft monitoring as well, and so many other uh, options that Aura can do. But you start with data brokers, get rid of those robocalls and the spam emails, make your life a lot easier in a two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. A-T-O-Z Sports, we're powered by BetMGM. Man, I wish I could go back and change one of my three-leg same-game parlays from last night. Over 25 uh, attempts for Will Levis, check. DeAndre Hopkins, four receptions, check. Derrick Henry over 45 yards. He can't get 45 yards. I should have done Derrick Henry two touchdowns. Hey, that's but bet MGM. That's why why we we love them. That's why it's the experience that it is. Download the app today and use your bonus code ATOZ Sports. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,500 for new users. That is new users. That is in bonus bets. If your first bet misses, download the Bet MGM app today. I was going to save this for Friday, but Zach, Chris Moore, over 12 and a half combined receiving and rushing yards, easy money. That's my new trend. Chris Moore combined receiving and rushing yards over 12 and a half. He's done that in 10 of 13 games this year. And in one of those three that he didn't, he had 12. So Chris Moore, he's, he's good for one play a game and he's averaging 22 yards a catch. Uh, and they'll hand it to him on reverses sometimes. You know what? That's that, my- you know that, that's mean he's going to get ten against the Texans because you said it out loud. Yeah, I know, I know. I should have shut up. All right, so let's get to some super chats here uh, because a ton of you guys are involved here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. By the way, like the show if you haven't already. Hit that like button. King VC comes in with a big one, twenty bucks. I need a question on uh, answered by the main gentleman uh, that themselves, in your opinion, did the Titans win the game or the Dolphins lose the game? Oh, King, King, my man, not King Henry, King VC. That's a really good question. What do you think? I think that the Titans won the game. I think with the plays that Will Levis made to his wide receivers, did the Dolphins help 
the Titans win, yes, at times, but the Titans made the plays to win the game. They were, I mean, check down to Tajay Spears. What do you think a young quarterback's going to do? He's going to check it down when his first and second read was going to do it. Very impressed with Will Levis with all of the reads, right? That That is a experience gained throughout the course of this season. The throws were on point, getting out of bounds. They didn't have problems getting in and out of the huddle. They score a touchdown. They go for two. Great pass to NWI to get the two-point conversion. The defense made the plays against Tua, right? The tackle on third down right before fourth down to close the game to prevent them from getting a first down with Danico Autry rushing the sideline. That was the Titans doing. So to answer, I think, a very good and valuable yeah. King question, I think that the Titans won the game. It's not the the Dolphins losing. Uh, Zach, I think there's there were almost three options. There was almost the Titans won the game, the Titans lost the game, and the Dolphins lost the game. <laughs> like There was no opportunity for the Dolphins to win the game in this thing, right? The Titans almost lost it and almost handed it on a pedestal to the Dolphins with those turnovers in the fourth quarter. Then they stole it right back. So good question by King VC there. Uh, more Super Jets, uh, KG. Says time to move away from the archaic Henry up the gut offense. Two touchdowns in two minutes hasn't happened ever. Leave uh, Derek Henry for the goal line and let's score some points. So for with KG's comment, I look it's interesting and this is a whole other show because I definitely had a lot of thoughts on the offense and the the team moving forward around Derek Henry versus Tajay Spears. Derek Henry scores two touchdowns in the night. The Titans don't win without those scores, but. He didn't wasn't very efficient running the football. He had a nice back shoulder catch that I was not expecting. Uh, but that is uh, a very interesting comment from KG. You and Sam did a, a a show, and I wasn't a part of it, but I remember it was after Henry, a big game from Henry. I know Sam says that he thinks Henry's going to come back next year. What did you say? Uh, I said no. Sam was trending towards yes. I'm trending towards no. And last night on the post game show, I heard Sam say he is starting to wane on that trend towards yes. Um, but yeah, it, but damn, I mean, I'm, next year's next year. I'm talking about like changing this year. I, I, I think that's they've already started. Uh, they've already started, right? Yeah. I mean, Tajay Spears, how many snaps did he play yesterday or last night compared um, to like week two or three, right? He played a yeah, lot. Of Jim Wyatt. Jim Wyatt had the snaps that I saw on uh, Twitter um, right before we started. So load for me, please. Oh come on! Here we go. All right, snap count. God, the slowest loading from Twitter. Here, while you look uh, that up, I'll. I'll, I'll I got it. I got it. I got it. Tajay Spears played forty-seven snaps last night to Derek Henry's thirty-four. Uh, I remember against the Saints, Tajay played, I want to say, 33. Now, here's some nuance to that. The Titans are down 14 points. Derrick Henry, you know, in the fourth quarter, you're down 14 points. This has been my argument, people, for years. Where is Derrick Henry when you're down and you need points? He's on the sidelines. That's just where he's always going to be. And mm -hmm. that's a problem. Tajay Spears is on the field. So I, I've, I've always thought that this is Derrick Henry's last year. You got to credit King Henry for getting into the end zone because if you don't get into the end zone, then you're not winning that football game. And he does that very, very well. 
I, I want to bring up Tony real quick before you get okay. back to the Super Chats. If you can't see that Levis uh, has elite traits, then you don't know much about the pros stick to college. Tony is probably responding to somebody. But I will say, I like how Tony put that. You saw some elite traits. Is Will Levis elite? No, not elite. No. That, but he had some elite traits sliding in the pocket, making some throws. I, I felt like you're seeing that more and more with a young quarterback. You started, you see that with CJ Stroud. We've seen a lot more than CJ Stroud than uh, besides last game, but then we have Will Levis. There are those elite traits in a football game with a young quarterback. You're starting to see that with number eight. Yeah. Uh, Juan says the, the O-line needs to be commended for their play. The last two drives, I mean, the whole game for the most part, only one sack of Will Levis in that game. Uh, they didn't run block that well. I think the Dolphins sold out to stop the run game early. Uh, but <clears throat> I do think the uh, offensive line, when they weren't uh, committing false starts, uh, played pretty well in pass protection. One sack on 38 dropbacks, uh, 38 pass attempts from Will Levis, over 40 dropbacks for Levis there. Uh, Timothy says, show a picture of Levis folding Ramsey. We'll, make, we'll put it up on our social don't have it ready right now. Uh, Andre says, uh, felt like the players saw that typical late uh, three late game, three runs and punt conservative move and said, we're not doing this again. And they fought. Yeah, I think they fought really hard. I think that, that was very impressive overall by the Titans entire roster. We, you know, the title of the show is Will Levis leads the Titans to epic win over Dolphins in prime time. But Harold Landry, three sacks, all of a sudden, eight and a half sacks in the year with four games left for Harold. Uh, you see guys making big plays. Sean Murphy bunting had a couple tough moments, right? Bad pass interference, but came back and bounced back and played very well overall. Oh man, let's I, talk about Amani Hooker's pick six that he should have. Hmm. Oh my! Oh, it's like. But how about just Amani Hooker overall? Like the, the Titans clearly did not have a plan to replace Kevin Byard immediately yeah. after they traded him, but Amani Hooker has really elevated his play since the KB trade. Yeah. Whether, I mean, that's the reason why he's not a wide receiver, right? He, he, but that was right in his, his bread basket, which would be a huge play. And there was nobody in front of him. Those are the type of plays though, that like when you're on a playoff run that you make and you change the game and you know, the Titans aren't on the playoff run, but uh, some opportunities on defense that I thought some were good. Some and they didn't have Jeffrey Simmons. Let's, I mean, they didn't have the best player on their team. Jeffrey Simmons is the best player on their team at his age and what he represents and what he gives you play in, play out. So, b without big Jeff for the defense, you got to take your hat off. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Esco said the no look to D hop was crazy. Yep. You talk about the elite traits aspects, uh, for sure on that. All right. So, uh, let's, we're going to get to what Mike Vrabel said. Things were not perfect. Mike Vrabel had some comments on the mistakes that were made by the Tennessee Titans. So we'll hear from the Titans head coach uh, here in a second. But first, I want to tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever an injury happens in life, you need to know where you can go, who to trust, who to get you back to health. At any stage, whether your uh, son or daughter is playing youth sports, have an injury, whether you uh, just going through life, maybe it's rec league sports, you get an injury or just a life injury, the Bone and Joint Institute, they have all the resources and the experts in one roof 
uh, in Franklin to get you back to health. Don't let that thing linger. Boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today on your Apple or uh, Android app store. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. That's A T O Z S P O R T S. Use that bonus code. You get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That's for new users. And if you're a new user, you need to use that bonus code. They are the king of the sports book, BetMGM. I had I had some NBA parlays that I, I hit last night. I missed both of my Titans same game parlays, but that's how it goes. Download the, the app today. They are our title sponsor. We love BetMGM. Use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, here is Mike Vrabel after the game about a lot of the things that did not go the Titans' way last night in Miami against the Dolphins. What was, how was yeah, that? I mean, we, we did a lot of things that uh, that were going to cost us, obviously. The turnovers, the uh, mistakes, but we did more we, we did more positive things late. You know, defense kept giving us a chance. You know, we got some stops. Uh, you know, and then the offense needed to come through. They came through. And it, it doesn't have to be that hard. But, uh, you know, I'm proud of the, the character of this football team competing and then having to go in a different direction real quick uh, and then coming back, getting stops late and uh, being able to move the football late in the game, score. And I was uh, really proud of these guys. What can you say? So a lot went wrong. The turnovers, backbreaking, three turnovers by the Titans resulting in 21 points. The only way the Dolphins got in the end zone last night was off of those turnovers. And Titan 9000 had a comment earlier in the show that I wanted to save. Titans lost a turnover battle. How did they win? <clears throat> Zach, we've talked about this now for a while, that the Tennessee Titans have a winning formula under head coach Mike Vrabel that is how you win an NFL game. It's you win the turnover battle, you have the most rushing yards, and your quarterback has the better rating compared to the other quarterback. Titans are 0 for 3. 0 for 3 in Mike Vrabel's winning formula last night. Turnover battle, rushing yards, and quarterback rating. Uh, and so I thought, you know, when you have a quarterback like Will Levis that can do some unorthodox things, he can overcome the science experience formula. And I think Mike Vrabel might have to start adjusting something uh, for the Will Levis aspect. Well, I, uh, I think it was a one-off, but to King VC, so that's why the Titans unorthodox won. Me, but that's what I'm saying. Unorthodox. That's when the Titans won the game. Like, right. I think that's why it represented that the Titans overcame that and made the plays down the stretch. We all agree it was a very weird, crazy game, right? Historic game, if you look at it. When the Titans were up 14, or when the Dolphins were up 14 points, Late in that game, everybody was like, up, oh, Vegas wins again. Vegas knew it. It was only a matter of time. But Austin, I look at one thing, one statistic that tells me what the Titans need to fix. I look at their penalty stat line because they committed nine penalties for only 59 yards. And what does that tell you? A lot of five-yard penalties. And five-yard penalties are about discipline, about coaching, about being in the right place and knowing what to do. 
Dylan Radens is hurting this football team. And whether you like it or not, he's had more false starts. This offense is not the Dolphins' offense. If first and 15 doesn't mean what it means to the Titans' offense versus the Dolphins' offense, it is destroying to a Titans' offense when you're first and 15 or second and 12 because you get a beep, nine penalties for 59 yards. That's what should be should be talked about and really corrected because that's the problem. Dylan Ray's been jumping false starts all season long. Like He's I, I don't a know what round pick. Let's remind yeah, him. Yeah, I get it. Like I there are, I, I commend Dylan Raiden's ability to get back from his ACL tear in nine months to help this football team. I commend his ability to play left tackle, left guard, right guard, right tackle. But God, dude, come on. Like, what are you doing with the false starts? Like, is that like some anxiety medicine you need? Like, what, what is it? You do jittery, you need less caffeine, like something that just can't have that guy stop committing false starts. It doesn't matter where it's at. It could be in Nissan stadium. It could be in Miami stadium. It could be in London. Dylan Raiden is going to jump off sides. The best line from last night was Mike Vrabel. And he should have been, it shouldn't have been for the muff punt. Should have been for Dylan Raiden's and everybody that was making a mistake. (laughs) I don't give an F. I don't love that line. Use that line quite often because I don't care. All what you're saying is their excuses. That's all they are. They're not reasons. They're excuses. Whether it's Raiden's, whether it's not catching the punt cleanly, whether it's the missed opportunities or penalties, boneheaded mistakes. And I tweeted this out last night and I agree with it. The Titans can be a pretty good team if they stop doing dumb stuff that hurts the football team. Because that's what Mike Vrabel preaches. But nine penalties for 59 yards is a lot of dumb stuff that hurts the football team. Yeah. And you know who else also did a bunch of dumb stuff to hurt the football team last night? The Miami Dolphins. Like, I, and I, I was, I'm, I'm in a lot of text groups, obviously, with our employees and writers and content creators. And we were going back and forth with one, one of these groups. I felt like the Dolphins had self destructive energy early. There were some things that they were doing, like they were too wound up for a Monday night game at home. And whether it was Tyreek Hill getting hurt and how he was hobbling, they just sprints to the sideline. Like, and then he and just doesn't like, come back in. It was weird. Often you're like, like, you probably hurt yourself more running like an idiot towards the sideline instead of figuring out what's going on and then hopefully getting better. Then Bradley Chubb takes off his helmet and spikes it to give the Titans a first down. Then you kick a field goal and your, your long snapper gets a 15-yard penalty, give the Titans 20 extra yards on – well, 15 extra yards. Then they lined up offsides on the kick. The Titans get 20 extra yards on that ensuing drive. Two free first downs, like they did. Two is falling down in the pocket. Just a lot of self-destructive energy from the Dolphins last night. I thought that was really strange. Yeah, I'm curious how Mike McDaniel handles that in Hard Knocks. I also love that line for Will Levis. I don't know if you watch, or you if you're watching the Hard Knocks in season. It's entertaining. Uh, I've watched the last. Uh, I'm I'm a football guy, right? I, I I want as much football content as possible. It's been really good and. They're a likable franchise. That's why going into the game, it's like, damn, I kind of like the Dolphins. I'm kind of getting to know the Dolphins right behind the scenes. 
I'm curious to see how Mike McDaniel is going to handle because you're absolutely right. That's a laundry list you just said of things that hurt their team to prevent them from winning the football game, a game that they absolutely should have won. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and I like I am uh, I enjoy Mike McDaniel content. I think he is fascinating. He's a weird, he's a weird cat. I mean, he's a saying, cat. That's that's what makes him good content. <laughs> like normal cats. Not good content. Weird cats turn into memes and reels that go viral. This probably will go into some shade because I've seen a ton of shade from, and probably we can round out some of the super chats. Yeah. I'll let you do that. But Traylon Burks, non-existent. It's all, you know, on a milk carton, right? He's lost. Chris Moore is turning out to be better with your bet. at If Traylon Burks ain't giving you 12 and a half a clip, he ain't. There you go. There you go. So that's a problem. I'm not going to say my Chris Moore trend anymore because I don't want to. I don't want to say it three times in the ether. Um, all right, so let's get to some more super chats. A lot of you guys love the involvement so far this morning after a big Titans win. Make sure you hit that like button on Facebook and on YouTube. And I'll tell you about Krebs Kubota, Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment provider. KrebsKubota.com is a website. They are an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best. Equipment in the industry with the Kubota line also that has the best warranties. When you're using equipment like Kubota has, things break, things go wrong because you have a lot of power, a lot of energy and force uh, into the earth right there. So you need the warranties to back that up. And you also need the customer service that Krebs Kubota provides to back that up. Family owned and operated for over 18 years. They started in Columbia. It's gone so well. They've expanded to Franklin and in Murfreesboro. Always catch them online at KrebsKubota.com. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. All right. Super chats here. Ryan Field says there are going, uh, Titans are going to win out, make the playoffs. Levis to D hop over Taney to AJ all day. Uh, I mean, hey, super chat. Uh, so for the, playoff, the playoff situation is unique with the Colts, yep. Jags, and Texans all losing on Sunday. The Titans win. The Titans play the Texans two out of the next three weeks. They also play the Seahawks in between that. And the Seahawks are dealing with Geno Smith injury. They didn't look very good with Drew Locke. Now, if you can string some wins to get, if you can beat the Texans twice, now. With the Jags starting to trend down, and, and Trevor Lawrence's ankle is not healed, and it won't be you know, for the next couple of months with a high ankle sprain. And the Colts are dealing with the backup quarterback in which you competed to overtime. I'm not saying the Titans are making the playoffs by any means because I don't believe that, but maybe this is the type of win that gives them a little juice to make a surge. They've got the tiebreak over the Bengals. That's a team ahead of them, right? I mean, there yeah. are there are some weirder things that have happened. Yeah, and to get to Jeffrey, he says, please explain to me how the Chargers are ahead of the Titans in the standings when the Titans have the tiebreaker over them. Well, it's not because the Titans and the Chargers are even. It's because you've got multiple teams, at five, yeah, four teams at five and eight. And the, the Titans, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Chargers won the tiebreaker over Tennessee and the Jets based on win percentage in conference games. A division tiebreak eliminates the Raiders in this Chargers head-to-head. So the Chargers technically ahead of the Titans and every other five and eight team. But I think when, when you get to the playoffs, like you have a lot of jumbled up teams in, and it's teams that 
maybe not have a quarterback they believe in, like the Browns, the Steelers, the Colts, the Bengals, all with backup quarterbacks or injured quarterbacks, and then the Texans with C.J. Stroud having a concussion, that that really ahead of the Titans with in that group, Broncos, Bills. I think those are the two teams you have to be concerned about because you have nothing you can do about those tiebreakers um, if you can't win the division somehow. I'll, I'll, I'll actually tell you the team that you need to be most worried about. It's actually the Indianapolis Colts because the yeah. Colts have beaten you twice. And if you look at the rest of the Colts schedule, they play Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Las Vegas, and they end with the Texans. Yeah. You those four games are all win- winnable. And so, unfortunately, the Colts, the Colts may lose, right? I mean, they lost to a backup quarterback, uh, you know, in Cincinnati last week. But they, because they have two wins over you, that's going to be your biggest hurdle. Because yeah. the future's not ahead of you with Indy. You have to win out and have a lot of stuff happen. Can you get to nine and eight and have the Colts have the wheels fall off of an easy schedule? And then the same thing that happened to a lot of those teams. I mean, there's so many seven win teams in the AFC that I just truly don't know how I see that happening, but the Titans are going to keep it interesting. All right. More super chats real quick. Uh, before you keep moving forward, uh, Johnny says a uh, happy, uh, happy to end the Vrabel and Patriots narrative thoughts that I feel like that's been over for a few weeks now. Um, there and then King VC comes back. And Me says, too. I am yeah. too. I thought that was ridiculous. Uh, King VC says, I just thought of a stat that's getting overlooked. Uh, when the Titans got a stop on third down, there wasn't a penalty. Uh, maybe I think he's talking about the, the holding call that was declined that saved the Titans. Um, timeout. I'm not sure exactly what King VC is talking about, but maybe it's that moment that I talked about. One of the underrated moments of that game. Titans going to stop on third down. They have the holding call declined. It stops the clock to save that last timeout uh, for their own offensive drive uh, coming up. But Zach, uh, any last thoughts on the game? We've done an hour on Titans, Dolphins. Titans with a 28-27 come from behind win that really set a lot of NFL records. I just like the trend of where Levis is going. Uh, That was a big decision that the front office and coaching staff had to make to go make to go away from Ryan Tannehill and end that era. And I'm glad they did that to start Will Levis's development. And you're starting to see why they drafted him and some of the really unique attributes that this young quarterback has, whether it's leadership, whether it is moxie, toughness, quick release, downfield throws, just leadership all told, you see a lot of great things from Will Levis in a short amount of time. And it hasn't been easy, right? He he started off very well. He's had some some bad games. He's had some good games. Last night was a good game. And yeah. he made some mistakes within that good game. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Will Levis, two turnovers directly that resulted in 14 points for the Dolphins. All right, time to throw some shade to wrap up this Tuesday. Shout out Wilson County Hyundai. It's an awesome time to buy a car. It's approaching the end of the year super fast. And uh, they're trying to get some cars off the lot. So you can go take advantage of that and get a great deal by seeing our friend Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. 
want you guys to throw some shade like we do to wrap up every Tuesday show. Shade to be thrown. Zach, uh, as the chat starts to have some shade file in, would you like to get your start? Uh, yeah, I've got to upload a photo for my shade, and I'm doing that as we speak. I think this is ridiculous. Uh, this has got to be a gag. You can't be serious. But let's talk about Tommy DeVito. I got two screens going back and forth last night because, again, football junkie in my veins. So I'm watching both games. They keep sh- as many times as they've shown Tommy DeVito's parents, they showed Tommy DeVito's agent. What are you wearing? This has <laughs> got to be a gag. Look at how many bracelets this grown-ass man has on. Look at his hat. Look at his pinstripe suit with with mock turtleneck. Like, what are you doing? So, is, is this his agent? Is this his brother? Is this, uh, you know, his, his take-care-of-business guy? Yeah, I don't really know. But this is a complete and utter gag. Like, they're, they're <laughs> tricking us. That's my show. This guy. The Inspector Gadget over here? Go-Go Gadget arm? Is he Inspector Gadget? But like grown-ass men that has have bracelets and a pinstripe suit and this hat. This is my shade. DeVito's boy. No, he's part of the family, Zach. He's, He's a part of the family. Yeah, hey, hey, part of the family. He's Italian. He's part of the family. What are you going to do? I got a pool. And, and I, I hope I don't get axed for, for throwing yeah, shade and tomato, <laughs> tomatoes. Watch, but, watch your I back. I mean, I, yeah, Darren, I may get whacked, but let's just be honest. This, that's why I say it's a gag. Like, they're playing a trick on America and all of us. Like, yeah. this is a movie character. Yeah, well, it's funny because, like, the bracelets and the other attire don't go together. Like, this, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> I don't know, like, the last time, like, you have, like, your, your mob hit guys. Like, yeah, you want to see my bracelets? This one's my, my, my niece made me this My, one my cool. daughter made this in uh, <laughs> elementary school, actually, a couple of days ago. <laughs> After I was hitting on her teacher. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, what are you doing? But, like, that that's... That's why I say this is uh, it really has disrupted a little bit of my brain. And they're all just like, hey, come on. Like it's it's very entertaining, but that's my shame. Uh, I think it would be so much fun to watch to be in a room of Italians watching Giants football. Hey, come on, what are you talking about? You can't hit the quarterback like that. Come on, Ralph. <laughs> all right, my shade is on. ESPN and how they handle their dueling Monday night football games. It's atrocious. There's three. They're they're dueling three times because you get the Mannings. Yes, but like there is no need for the split screen. Oh well, Deborah, you're right on cue. Deborah literally just did this. The split screen makes no sense. Because the Titans-Dolphins game is the lesser of the two games due to it being on ESPN, a cable network. And then you've got the other game, Packers-Giants on ABC, a real network that anybody can have with or without a cable subscription or any type of service, right? That is a network. So if there's a, if there's a 
a harder game to watch, it's the Titans-Dolphins one because that's the one you have to pay for. And so if you want to make something make sense for a split screen, you should put the ESPN broadcast on the ABC broadcast because that's the harder one to watch for the whole damn country. But no, they're putting the easier one to watch that we are choosing not to watch in our faces when we don't want it. And did you catch the trends on how they did it? It was only when the Tennessee Titans had the football. The only time they split screened that, well, that game. Justified. No, no, it's no, no, it's not justified. You know what's justified? I want to watch the Giants Packers. I'll go to ABC. I'm, I'm not, this I'm not saying the split I want screen to watch is, this game. I'm not saying the split screen is justified, but do you think the producer's like, oh, let's do this when the Dolphins, the electric offense, has the football? No, they're not gonna do that. So that's why I say what's justified is is they are going to the Titans were four and eight before the game. I understand. I understand. Like, but I have the ability to go watch the ABC game if I want to watch the ABC game, but I don't want to watch it. So instead of making my big TV look small, just stop. Like you can have the score bug. I appreciate that. The score bug up there in the top left helps me out because if it shows, Oh, it's a two point game. The Packers are in the red zone. Now I, I can go watch it if I choose to, but on third and seven, when the Titans had the ball and it's a tie game, 13, 13, like and it wasn't even like if it was the Buffalo Bills Monday night game the Titans played last year when it was forty-one to seven with twelve minutes left in the game. Sure, split split screen that thing to death. I don't care. That makes sense. This thing was tied 13-13, Titans at the ball, third down, and I'm having to split screen with a game that I don't really care about. Like, yeah, get, no, like it, don't it's it's and it lasted too long. Like there is a timing and a feel to things. You can have a quicker transition, but they let it linger there and sit. It was awful. Uh, let's talk about Orlovsky or Orlovsky or how many times did he mispronounce these Titans players' names? I that is preparation because a Fowler wasn't doing that. No. He was he was saying Chigaconquo. like, but that was frustrating. It's like somebody's got to tell him, right? Yeah. There's there's enough yeah. money in this broadcast. After somebody's got to tell them. I mean, after the Steelers Thursday night game, and Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit still haven't said Chickaconquo correctly. And they've said it about seven different times, seven different ways. But yeah, I mean, I also thought Lewis Riddick was nearly insufferable because of him whining. Like, like you can easily tell what position Lewis Riddick played defensive back because he would just not shut up about DeAndre Hopkins using his hands playing wide receiver when that's what DeAndre Hopkins has been doing for a decade. If Lewis Riddick wants to prop himself up as a having a scouting background and to try to go get a GM job and all these GM interviews he's doing, then you should probably have scouted and know fairly well that DeAndre Hopkins uses his hands quite a bit when playing NFL receiver. He's been doing it for 10 years. I feel like we, we can get this out of the way real quick. Tim brings up the Mahomes, right? NFL, yeah. you know, with with Tony. What are your what are your thoughts on that? I I do think calling the offensive offsides on a receiver without any warning is messed up by the refs. 
the way the Chiefs reacted to it, especially Mahomes on the field, was very childish. So I, I think I, I'm I am torn on it because I'm somebody whose job was to go out there and do that every snap I played. Like, I got it. Like, there's a constant communication with that official throughout the entire game. And the fact that it was that late Tony in the game. did not look at the ref, no, though. No, sure. And sure. so, like, but, that's where I'm, I'm it, out. If if you have communication, and he, and here's you've got to gotta recognize it. And, and here's what I'm saying. do that. Here's what I don't know. This is why I have a hard time with this. I don't know if there was a conversation within the game of, hey, Tony, you're Kadarius. You're kind of too close. You're too close. You're too close. If there were those conversations, then yeah, throw the flag on him because he didn't check. But if this was a one-off, if Tony has had the communication all game long with that official and he messed up, and like it's it's like not a it's a there's no competitive edge gained by him being there. It's it's not that big of a deal. That is a that's an honest. It's it's against the rules. No, I don't disagree. But my point is. But Andy Reid's not wrong when he says that's something you typically get a warning for before they call it because it's so minute and it's a quick, hey, you need to back up. Hey, you're getting a little too close to the line. And if I, again, I just don't know what happened the previous 55 minutes of the game. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, the Chiefs have won enough games in this league that I don't feel sorry for them. So I'm okay with it. But I'm also I also think that Kadarius Tony finds himself in these situations like these way too often. <laughs> you know, like yeah, you, know, you have to be better too. Uh let's close out some of these uh super chats. Let's see. Hop wrecked Tennessee for years with his hands. It's our turn. I think that's valuable, right? Well, he's got those big mitts. Yep. He's finally using it in the two-tone blue instead of uh in Houston, where he used to just destroy um let's see king says i thought of that stat that was getting overlooked i read that one okay so yeah just remove those yeah so i i think we've we've done the super chats look solid solid show overall a lot heartstrings ah you want that top five draft pick ah you want to win the game you know what what are you going to do in that situation the Titans win the football game because they're playing together. This is the last thing I'll say for this show. Covered a lot of football within the locker rooms of bad teams. You get to a point, and this is tough when you go into the locker room, where everybody is kind of giving up. I don't want to say they're collecting paychecks, but they're not playing for anything. Mm-hmm. The Titans are still playing for something, and that is a testament. Now, they got to get better at penalties, but that's a testament to their, their coaching staff and the locker room of still, even though they're not the best team in the league, they're still playing as hard as they possibly can. Uh, last thing for me, Ryan says, my shade is on how no one from the undefeated Michigan, who's undefeated, had no one representing us at the Heisman. Ryan, you a Kentucky fan? Representing us? Nobody's representing us at the Heisman from Michigan? Ryan. Aren't you a Kentucky fan? I, I don't know. Ryan, what are you doing, bro? Like you, you're saying you're Kentucky and Michigan fan? What do you like? You you're throwing crap at me for hating on Will Levis for years because you're this diehard big blue nation Kentucky fan, but your shade 
Your shade is on that nobody's representing your Michigan Wolverines at the Heisman. What? Who are you? <laughs> That's my shade. I don't know. I, I'm waiting for a response. I, I didn't unless know there he... are unless there are two Ryan Fields that constantly that constantly con comment on here. What are you doing, Ryan Fields? Uh oh. I mean, somebody get exposed. Uh, you exposed. You played yourself, Ryan. Where you at, Ryan? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, Ryan's big donation basketball season. <laughs> Answer the question, Ryan. Ryan. Where is us, your Michigan Wolverines in football season? That means you can no longer claim Will Levis. I think he put no his longer. phone down. Ryan, I think he put I, his I, phone. I think he I put his phone down. I am 86ing Ryan Fields claiming Will Levis ever again. Done. You're over. Ryan, where you at? You can't just be one of those big blue nation blue maze guys. Football season, you're you're all go Wolverines. Basketball season, let's go, Coach Cal. Where you at, Ryan? You you hiding? You hiding like Coach Cal in the in March? You hiding like Harbaugh is to get all them scouting reports? Where you at, Ryan? This is a tough scene right here for oh, old no. Rye guy. Oh no, we can wait. <laughs> I think we're going to be waiting a lot long, a long time. Oh, brutal. Brutal, Ryan. Man, this guy gave me so much heat. Get back on the chat, Ryan. <laughs> this oh, is, man. this is, you know what I feel like now? Here's some shade. Those stupid TikTokers that are getting ready, like about to go out and they just, yeah, no, what? Yeah, screen glitch. And you're sitting there, and I find myself, because you're scrolling through TikTok, and you're sitting there like, why am I wasting this time on this TikToker going? Oh, no. Ryan, he says, yes, Michigan football. Ryan, you're done, bro. Yikes. Kentucky, everything else, Michigan football. No, that's not how it works. It's not how any of this works. Ryan, Ryan demanded demanded me to apologize for my Will Levis takes. And he's a Michigan football fan. Did you, you did apologize. Cause they, I, oh, I apologize to Ryan personally. I take it back. I take wow. it back. Yep. You got cooked, Ryan. This is a tough day on December 12th, Tuesday. We appreciate you as a Ryan, viewer. Ryan, my, I have family from Michigan. I have family that are Auburn fans, and they can go to hell whenever they you know, play. You know, Ryan, you know what our response <laughs> is? The same thing that Mike Vrabel. I don't give it out. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, tough, it, Ryan, that's Tuesday. fine. You can be a Michigan football fan in Kentucky, everything else, but that doesn't mean you're a Will Levis guy. You can be a Titans fan, Will Levis guy, not you a Kentucky fan. say us. Because here's the other thing, too. Us. You're saying you're a Michigan football fan, and Will Levis just played at Penn State before he came to the Blue Devils or the Wildcats, wherever he, you know, for the Kentucky. You're going to jump on that. No, Ryan is a bandwagon guy. That's what I have noticed. Michigan football, Kentucky basketball. Who's your WNBA team? The LA Sparks. <laughs> Big Sparks guy. Big Lisa Leslie guy, Ryan Fields. <laughs> that's only that's only when he's cheering for WNBA, though. <laughs> yeah, only in the summers. Yeah, only in the summer. <laughs>
Oh my us. gosh. You you know what? You played yourself at us. You played yourself at us. Well, let's have a moment of silence for Ryan. <laughs> okay, that'll do it for us. Hey, Ryan, I'm sorry. I went a little hard. How about 40% off merch? You can be a bandwagon A to Z fan next. We Shop don't do that for everybody, Ryan. <laughs> we don't do that. We only do that for bandwagoners yeah. and champions of our age game. So consider yourself lucky. Sam will be live Titans at two today after Mike Grable's press conference live from Dobert and Green Hills. So make sure you check that out. Buck Rising will be live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime. Also, make sure you like the show. If you think Ryan's a fraud, like the show on Facebook, on YouTube. <laughs> Appreciate everybody. A great show as always. We'll catch you later. Adios. <laughs>